शुभम नारायणम नमस्कृत्य सर्वकर्मणि कारये ओम मंगलम गुरुदेवाय देवी मत्रिक्ष मंगलम मंगलम वक्ता ब्रिंदेवियो सर्वलोकाय मंगलम ओम स्तापकाय चरमस्य सर्वधर्मस्वरूपिने अवतार वरिष्ठाय रामकृष्णाय मंगलम ओम गुरु ब्रह्मा गुरु विष्णु गुरु देव महेश्वर गुरु देव परम ब्राह्मणस्मै श्री गुरुवे नमः ओम सराशिव समारंभम शंकरचारमज्जमम अश्मरचारप्रायतम वंदे गुरु परम परम श्री गणेश शारदा गुरु प्यो नम पीतर so we're picking up a way off I think part 14 or part 15 of our talk on Kali Puja we've been going through the Nitya Kali Puja the the uh, the, the, the actually it's the daily worship we do at Kali Mandir for people's homes it would probably be like the occasional Kali Puja for special occasions uh, uh, and we've covered a lot of ground a lot of preliminary stuff and now we're at the part where we've been doing the with the, the Panch Devata Puja and Devata Puja. Before worshipping the main deity being worshipped, in this example, here is Kali, other place you know. If you're doing a Durga Puja you do the same thing. If you're doing Ramakrishna Puja you do the same thing. If you're doing Shiva Puja you do the same thing. But uh, and so we first start with I mean we've discussed we spent hours talking about this first Guru Puja, then Ganesh Puja. And then last week I think we covered no we did Guru Ganesh and Surya, then Narayana, and we began to talk about Shiva, Shiva Puja and Durga and Devi Puja. Remember the Panch Devata Puja in the uh, in the Panch Samaraga Puja is, of course, he starts Guru Ganesha, Surya, Narayana, Shiva, Durga, Jayaman, and have to expand the circle. You can come over here, or yeah, yeah. Maybe you can maybe you move over here and make space. Sorry, our space has shrunk. More people. <laughs> the space is the same, but it feels like it's shrunk a little bit. So, I think last week we went through the Dhyan Mantra for Lord Shiva. This is the Shiva, the part of the Shiva. We're doing each of these pujas before we do the main invocation of the deity being worshipped. In this example, Kali. Uh, so, it always starts in this side of the puja with a Dhyan Mantra where you, where you chant the Dhyan Sloka, the mantra that describes the rupa, the form, describes the image, what uh, the dress, um, uh, the paraphernalia, the icono- iconographical details of the deity. And we probably mentioned this also, but it's good to remember that this is not. We didn't think oh, I want. You're in. You're in the bushes. <laughs> I like it. It's fine if you're there. If you're there, <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I'm trying to meditate on deities right now. You threw me off a little bit. Um, very nice. <laughs> um, um, that these images, these these uh, the the descriptions in, in the in the Dhyan slokas, Dhyan mantras, 
they're not somebody, I mean, maybe they are, but we believe they're not somebody just imagination. Like, oh, I wouldn't, be, wouldn't Kali look cool if she has, like, we'll make it with four arms and we'll have her holding this and doing this. And there's a lot of modern art that does, that draws Kali this way in Ganesha. I've seen one Ganesha with, um, I think one mall has like a machine gun in one hand and a nuclear missile in the other hand. I've seen Ganesha with Birkenstocks and all kinds of stuff. You know? It's kind of like you see like Jesus playing golf and things like that, you know, <laughs> these type of things, you know. It's imagination. It's actually, it could be very, it's, um, it's, it's a modern imagination. It's people at least engage in the image, perhaps, right? But, um, uh, 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 so, but these aren't the mantras that are chanted in puja. These aren't the, the forms that are meditated upon in puja. The, the ones that we, the ones that we're meditating upon, the way we're meditating, the very consciously is what what has been revealed by ancient sages. And we believe that the sages, these ancient sages, saw the saw the deities. Based upon their visions, they describe the images, right? And one sense you could say, with well, one sense, if you if you describe, if you have an image, a vision of God, it may be overwhelming and beyond language, right? So they're not describing what they saw. So the way I've sometimes thought of it, they bring, and some sages have told me that from the experience of the uh, of the deity they bring their mind way down to the level of description and then they give some description trying to hint at that which is beyond language beyond form beyond qualities or beyond description the qualities are beyond description not beyond qualities beyond the ability to describe qualities not beyond form beyond the ability to describe the form so they bring their mind down in a way to somehow another to make it understandable uh, just a few days ago, Haley Goswami, who's an expert at iconographical art, right, and he he's right now making a Durga image, rear beautiful. He makes a yearly Durga image, but he had a little write-up. It's like these images, the, the descriptions in the scriptures, they're almost un unimaginable. Like you know, it's like 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 you see Durga in her like in, when we have Durga lecture, you know, during during Durga puja, we have the form of Durga. Can you imagine like if you saw Durga, would she look like that? She probably wouldn't look like that at all. Right, you know, it's like, and if she looked, I mean, how can you can you visualize her moving like that? It's 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 a very specific, you know. So it's not, it's not meant to exactly describe what they saw. So it's described to guide us to meditate in a certain way. Each of the each of the iconographical details is meant to uh, uh, bring certain um, things beyond the on, be, to describe things that are beyond its description. Right. So, anyway, we've gone through so many of these. Oh, so and so then the the artists, the uh, the sculptors who make the images, and the artists that make the paintings, they ideally are guided by the mantras. Nowadays, artists do whatever they want. That's wonderful. I mean, there's a different type of spirit, but that's different. These the, the traditional uh, worshipped deities, they're according to the scriptures. Um, I may have mentioned this some a few weeks ago. It was. Uh, uh, where uh, uh, Adikesha of Das was mentioning that he wanted a particular murti, I think maybe a matangi, right? And, but he wanted a particular form. But that's not the. And in South India, where they make these deities, you think in most place, most traditional sculptors won't make it. You think, oh, it's not in the scriptures, we won't make it. It has to be a. So he has to. He has. He has to bring a dhyan sloka from wherever he found. He's collected really wonderful dhyan slokas on goddess matangi, the Dash Mahavijas, right? Is it maybe if you, if they're shown the mantra? Maybe that they'll they'll be because that's not the way Matangi is, is depicted in in South Indian uh, sculpture, right? So it should be based upon what this what the the uh, what the, these mantras description of the mantras, and so we already went through the this form of Shiva as I mentioned last week. That's where we kind of ended, and we began to talk about the Shiva Lingam, the worship of the Shiva Lingam, and daily in 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 Devi Puja, the the presence. I think I quoted this last time, maybe from. 
maybe cool I think from Kulanavara Tantra. It says that we're that we're a bana lingam, which is this type of Shiva lingam, especially from the Narmada, but it, this shaped lingam, the the, the Banishwar lingam, is not present. The worship of Shiva, right, what was it? The the worship of Kali, Tara, and Tupurasundi is impossible. It's not possible. So the presence of the Shiva lingam has to be there. Right. And so and then we also mentioned that another thing, a quality of this type of Shiva is that you can do all the worship through the Shiva lingam. This is also true, you can do all the worship of all the gods and all goddesses in the Shalagram. You can do all the worship of all the gods, the goddesses in the Sri Yantra. You can do all the worship of God, the goddesses in the Kalashram. In the home, and we do Siganeshaya, Swaha, Om Gam Ganapataye, Swaha, Unamona Rayanaya, Sri Durgaye. We do all we do all the worship of gods and goddesses in the fire. Right? You can do all worship God all worship of gods and goddesses in the sun. Right? So uh, but especially in Puja, the the the, the presence of this Bana Lingam, this form of Shiva Lingam. All worship can be done, so it's actually nice because just like we bathe Shiva, you can bathe all the deities in the Shiva Lingam, right? So, and actually, Kali Mandu, we don't bathe Ma; we clean her like carefully. It's not easy; it takes it takes an expert whole morning to redress her, and you know, it's, it's very complicated. Her clothes are sewn onto her, right? But how do we bathe? We bathe through. We have a Shiva Lingam, and we bathe. We chant all the mantras as if we're ch- imagine bathing the deity and bathing the. Shivalingam. She's in the Shivalingam, or she's in the Shalagam, or she's in the Sri Yantra, and the God, like that. So, anyway, so here, this is specifically the worship of, of the Shivalingam. <coughs> so, it's interesting. Lingam, ling, the, 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 the word Lingam simply means mark. Right. And so, Shivalingam is the mark of Shiva. Now, uh, people think oh, Lingam means it's a phallus symbol. Right, and actually in ancient India it was that, but actually the mark of a man is a phallus. You, you think, well, how do you know if it's a boy or a girl? Oh, it's a boy. As soon as you, you, the, they're doing a market, they immediately know it's a boy. There's a mark, right? So it's not unrelated, but it's not some weird phallus cult. You know, some some scholars have made into that. There's ancient like that, but over the, if you ask a modern Hindu, the last thing in their mind is they think of a phallus, right? Even though their scholars may say, oh, there may be historical reference to it, that's fine. Right, but that's not the, the, the main thing. Lingam, it's simply a mark of Shiva, the symbol of Shiva. And it's a perfect symbol of Shiva. And once, especially the Bana, as, uh, as, it, as it evolved and changed over time from a shaft to, the, uh, to, the, to like a, uh, an orb or an egg or this type of form, it's, it's considered the ideal form that's formless or a form of the formless. It's a shape that's shapeless in a certain sense. The best shape for, the, for, for, for something beyond shape allows you to think of something that's and, and, and not get caught on the thing. There's no edges to it. It's not even an or it's not even a, a sphere. Actually there's a book by Taimini. He's a, a famous author in the um, in the Theosophical Society in India. He's like their main he wrote a wonderful book on Gayatri, but he has a book where he describes the geometrics of he has this whole chart of why this shape and how it represents the absolute he he give, he gave the mathematics. I don't I don't know enough of mathematics to have remembered it. But why the shape is such a perfect shape for the infinite. But <coughs> other yogis have told me I had one Swami from Shivananda Ashram, Swami Yogeshananda, Yogeshananda, the president, I think Yogeshananda. Uh, he says, You look up, we have the vault of the sky, right? And we have the base. So Shivalingam and, and, and the Goripitam, the base, right? The, uh, so this is, our, this is actually our experience. We're in a giant Shivalingam. This whole world is the mark of Shiva. You want to find Shiva? Here it is. Here, here he is, right? And so you have the, the so we're actually all the time wherever you look, you're, we're inside of a, of a Shiva. We're in a, in, in, in a in the vault, right? And we have the, the flat base, 
right? Also, when you sit, right here, our body is the mark of Shiva. This is the mark. Of, this is the Shiva Lingam. Our body is the Lingam, and when you sit, especially if you sit cross-legged or in a lotus posture, you create a triangle, right? This is the, so the same thing. The, the stand. The, so this body is also Shiva Lingam. The world is Shiva. Our, the experiential world is a Shiva Lingam. Our body is a Shiva Lingam. This fire is also Shiva Lingam. This is mentioned in the scripture specifically, right? You have. This is the base, and the shape of the, 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 the flames come, right? And actually in the base, when we dig this fire pit originally, in the, in the base of the base, there's a triangle cut in. That's really the Gauri Pitam where the fire is originally lit. That's the triangle or the, the Gauri Pitam, the Devi. <coughs> it's many, it, there's, I'm not, this is not a talk in Shiva Lingos, but it's a very, uh, very deep, very deep topic. Um, and actually, when 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 um, when uh, substances are poured on Shiva, right, it pours down Shiva and collects in the in the called Jaldari. This is the de- the Devi's rupa, the the goddess's form. The Jaldari is a, what that can that holds the water, right? Or sometimes the Yoni or the Gori Pitam depends on different parts of India. They call it differently. The seat of Gori of of, of the goddess and goddess Gori, right? So, as you pour the the Amrita that pours over Shiva is collected there in the, in the Devi's womb. Right, which is so, and and that makes this world uh, um, um, prosperous and flow and like this. So it's a very very deep thing. So bathing Shivam has many. So in the in the so in so doing Abhishekam, this bathing of, of of the deity, especially bathing of Shiva. The Puranas and the Tantras give. Um, Give benefits. There's been there are people. There's different types of puja. There's pujas that are sakama puja without any desire, and there's uh, uh, sakama puja with desire and nishkama puja without desire, right? So those who are worshiping, oh, I'm worship. I'm doing this particular puja. I'm doing rudrabhishekam in order to because I have a problem in my life. I'm you know I, like what is um, uh, Swami Vivekananda's mother, or I don't think she went, but she sent a family member to Kashi to worship Yudeshwara. There's a deity, Lord Shiva, and, and it says that if you worship Vireshwara, then you'll get a child. So they worshipped, Puja was done Vireshwara, and then the mother, Swami Vivekananda's mother, was uh, conceived. So you can do Pujas to get a child, Puja for success in, li- success in life, Puja for removal of debt, for, for removal of sins. There's different things people do. But the higher thing is we don't do Puja with, with this, um, this Karmakan type conception to, do, to get some benefit. Still there's benefit. That's the thing, right? Even if you're not doing it for benefit, there's still a benefit, right? So, like, you may not, like, uh, 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 you know, it's like, you, you, like <laughs> you may eat something because you like the way it tastes, right? But, there, but, the, but the effect of the food will have a good or effect, bad effect on your health. If it's good for you or bad for you, if it's salty or, you know, like that. Even though you may be doing it for one reason, but you'll get the effect, right? So, um, that's why actually there's a, there's, but there's a danger in getting the effect. Let's say there, there's an effect of, like, there's, um, let me see here. If you pour a yogurt on a shivalingam, you get uh, auspicious, healthy children. What if you don't want children? Because <laughs> maybe it is that you could do this in order to, get, if you want children, right? Sometimes we word it. If one wants children, one gets children, right? Or one gets children. <laughs> so you got to be careful, right? And if you don't want children, that could, that could cause a problem, right? So the, and so the effects of, the effect of mantra and the effects of pujas, the, the, the karmapal, the, the action has a result. So that result is also, is potentially even if you get it, there's danger, because what if that's what if we don't know what we need? We think we know what we want, but we, what if we get what we want and, and it's not good for us? 
Right? You, I want a child, I get a child, now my, my life is ruined. Or I don't want a child, I don't, and now a great opportunity missed. You don't know, we don't know what, what's, what, so it's, that's dangerous if you're doing things with, with a desire for consciousness of the result. Also, there's another danger that if you're dealing at, at that level of interacting with these divine energies, like, not business, but like science, like, you know, you do this, you get this result, like almost a materialistic transaction. Then if you do it wrong, you get the wrong result. Jai Ma. If you do it wrong, you get the wrong result. Right? And so, uh, on the second, I'll, that's Mahamaritan Jaya Mantra, I'll give an example exactly. There's a mantra that we use for bathing Shiva. You could squeeze in here probably if you just don't. I don't know if you it's going to be in front of the camera or not. Maybe in that corner on the couch there. On the, on the, yeah. <coughs> so, there's so, so anyway, so when we get to, I don't know, I'm jumping ahead to the next mantra, but, but uh, uh, we'll get there. An important little point, sub point, but like like in in, in the in the chandi it says by with the mantra swaha all the devas are satisfied with the mantra swadha all the ancestors are satisfied are pleased are fed right so that's wonderful we want to please one of I mean that's a, like if you feed people there's a benefit from that there's a there's a meritorious benefit of punya imagine feeding all the devas. So you say swaha, namaha, vashat, vashat, these mantras, at the end of mantras, there's a benefit to those. So what's the benefit of satisfying all the gods? You get to go to heaven. What if heaven's not your goal? Right? Heaven shouldn't be your goal, in case you're wondering. Right? <laughs> God should be your goal. Right? You know, Swami Vivekananda, very funny, he says, oh, what we do, we go to heaven, we drink, what is it, uh, dances go on. Right, they drink their drink their nectar and get their rheumatism. He says, right? You know, <laughs> there's there's more pleasure in heaven, but less truth. Right? You know, the thing is, heaven's a place to to get the results of our actions. Hell is a place to get the results of our actions. Right? Puja should not be the place to get new to create new results. It should be to transcend results. Right? So there's a danger. What if you do the puja so perfectly, you're forced to go to heaven for ten thousand years? <laughs> and it's like, well, that may be nice, right? But it's, uh, uh, but it's, it could be ten thousand years uh, a delay, in your. So, some of you said, never make heaven your goal. We have uh, Godization is our goal. God is our goal, wherever, whatever it may be. Yes, yeah, so what's who? Emerson. Emerson, that famous song, uh, poem Brahma, uh, where he says, uh, "Oh, thou meek lover of the good, find me and turn thy back on heaven." Lord, the Lord is himself speaking. The very great line: "Find me and turn thy back on heaven." Oh, thou meek lover of the good, you know, that we're, uh, we're so after the pleasant, right, that we don't know what's really, the, the, the real hero had something different. So at the end of the puja, the very final mantra, I'll tell, I'm going I'm to jump, I'm going to give you, I'm going to ruin the whole surprise. The <laughs> final mantra, it's been a year almost <laughs> discussing these mantras. The fire, final mantra means, may the result of this puja go to, he says, Sri Krishna Arpanamastu, go to Krishna, Rama Krishna Arpanamastu, Sri Gurudeva Charanarpanamastu, Brahma Arpanamastu. We offer the results of all of the puja to, to God. Uh, because we're doing it only to please God. And whatever God wants from us, what's good for us, we know God will do for us. Right? We're not trying to like... A, but there's a secret. Some Holy Mother, there's a, there's a statement that if you that if you if you keep it if you keep the action bound to the result you only get the result right if you let the action go you get infinite result right so there's a the thing by not being attached to the result you get so much more 
a little a little story a uh, scene came to my mind so Usha has been uploading pictures onto the website of from our archives right so we get to see the last 25 years of our guests and like that and there was a very colorful uh, sadhu named Maha Devananda right the angry Shiva sadhu right remember him remember him at all yeah the, the, yeah yeah he was quite something quite a character is something hopefully uh, 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 very fierce and dynamic and, and personality and so one time at Big Puja at the annual festival he was in silence and we showed him I had printed a bunch of small booklets we had like that year we came out was like simple Kali Puja simple Shiva Puja Ajastrotam Kali Stotam Lakshmi Stotam Ganesha you know we, we remember we made all those books and so I showed him oh, Swamiji we, we printed all these books and he was looking he was in silence but he, and he was looking and he was looking and he, was looking, and he saw the back of each one, five dollars. We printed him on our own printer. It wasn't an expensive book, right? <laughs> like, so he's like, he's very good, right? And then he wrote on his. He, he looked at them carefully. And then he wrote on his little on his chalkboard or paper on his board. He says that I've I've seen the books. They're very good, and good will come from anybody who studies them. They're they're spiritually correct, right? He says, and if you sell them for five dollars, you'll get five dollars. <laughs> That's what he wrote, right? <laughs> right. But if you give them away, you get everything. That's the thing. Once you put, once you expect a result, you only, you can't get more than that result. It becomes a transactional, right? So that's an important thing. That even though there is a result of different pujas, right? We shouldn't do them for the result, because then we're getting only the result. He was, he was famous for giving. That was his personality. If you look at him, he says, "You need a bag? Here, take the bag. You want?" You need a phone? Take the phone. You know, it was like he, he was constantly finding, hoping you're in your phone. He's constantly giving. I'm not going to give you his phone. <laughs> ask him. You want his phone? Take his phone. <laughs> Look at everything. No way. <laughs> so until then, until now, you've only had an iPhone or oh, Samsung. Oh, Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> so in the when you the bathe in a machine, it has a result. The simple thing, the simple reason we, we, the idea of bathing a deity, of course it's for the benefit of the, we, we, uh, yeah, funny story, I also remember many, many years ago, I was maybe 17 or something, 16, 17 years old, and it was uh, um, near Rathiyat, the Jagannath Snanyatra, the bathing festival of Jagannath at Laguna Beach Hare Krishna Temple. And uh, we all got to bathe, everybody gets some, and bathe Jagannath, very nice, and then he gets sick, I mean, he, and then he has to go. He has to go in seclusion for a few weeks, and you have Rathayatra a few weeks later, right? And then there was a talk afterward, and I raised my hand, right, and asked Badahari, the temple president, this is, so what's the, what's, the, what's the symbolism of bathing Jagannath, right? And I really, because I'm thinking everything is symbolic and like that, and, he, and he's like, well, you take a bath every day, and so does Jagannath. So I guess the symbolism is that he's kind of letting you bathe him. Right. <laughs> right. It's not about like it's like it's like it's we we sometimes overly symbolize stuff and ruin the whole thing. The purpose is to please Jagannath, right? Right. It's, it's not symbolic. It's an actual. You actually get to bathe God, you know. But there is some symbolic levels of it, and there's uh, uh, ast- there's subtle uh, meanings behind it. Right. So the general understanding when you bathe the deity, the is that it purifies. Just like you're you're bathing the deity, so you're purifying the mind, you're purifying our body, the subtle body. And also, you're releasing uh, blessings. When you bathe the deer, you see the, the before and Abhishek and after and Abhishek, You feel different, and the atmosphere feels different, right? There's something to it, you know. Uh, so that's a simple uh, thing. It's a, uh, 
<coughs> but when you do with when you do Shiva Abhishekam, Rudra Abhishekam with different substances, there is at that transactional level there is benefits, right? There's uh, um, um, you can if you do it if you um, uh, um, um, there's a thing Panchamrit where you mix uh, um, uh, what is it Panchamrit you mix uh, milk, ghee, honey. You know, like sugar and yogurt, like that, right? Or fruit, sometimes fruit, or fruit, sometimes. Like there's a different, there's a different. Line. So that 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 is said to give wealth. It brings wealth because what is it? It's also purifying karmas and purifying karmas that stop the, these things from coming, right? So if you have, so that's what it's to give wealth. If you do the, if you do with the five substances of the cow, which is a different set of five, which is cow dung, cow urine, milk, honey, milk, yogurt, and ghee. It removes the sins of man. It says it removes all sins. Right? If you do it just with ghee, it gives moksha. Now, of course, we've all maybe based Shivalingam with ghee, and we may not have full liberation. But this is uh, this is uh, the benefit of it. Right? If you do it with milk, it gives long life. Right? If you do it with curd or uh, yogurt, it gives we mentioned children. Right? Uh, if you do it with rice powder, right? Uh, uh, um, that it gives uh, it removes debt. Helps you overcome. But the thing is, you can see you go, you go to Shiva, you pour some rice powder to Shiva, and then you go look, and, and still the, the, the bank's still after you. <laughs> they didn't give your car back or anything, you know. But student loans are still. I've been bathing Shiva for years. My student loans only increase every year. I don't know. I don't know. It's not working. I don't know if I'm chanting the mantra wrong or something like that. There, uh, sugar cane juice gives good health and removes enmity. Right, lime juice removes the fear of death. Which probably means long life, gives long life, right? Uh, coconut juice, is a coconut water, uh, gives uh, uh, enjoyment and satisfaction. The other thing with the coconut, when you bathing with Shiva, you never can do, you never do Abhishekam with just coconut. It has to be from the coconut. Other things you put in special vessels, but it says if you pour, if you take coconut juice, right, and pour it into a vessel, and then pour it, it's like pouring alcohol, which is a very uh, inauspicious thing, it poisons. Right, it brings, it brings. Uh, right. So it has to be from the coconut itself. You see, they break the coconut and then immediately pour onto the shiva or onto the deity. Right, cooked rice. You probably have ever seen this. Where they actually, you ever seen this? Where they actually take cooked white rice and then bathe the shivalingam with rice itself. Right, it gives majesty. This is done by kings and stuff. Actually, it's for cooked rice. Even we offer cooked rice into the. Usually, we offer uncooked rice into the fire. But even cooked rice is offered to the fire for the moon. But this is best to give majesty. Uh, sandalwood paste brings the grace of Mother Lakshmi. Sugar removes, removes enmity. Honey, this gives a good voice. <laughs> that is, I think he does a lot of honey. <laughs> or, or mu and musical talents, right? These are the main ones, but actually, let's I'll just go through the list because this is very interesting. Uh, Let's see, uh, Sri King gives uh, water brings peace, sesame oil, freedom from illness, um, uh, uh, turmeric, healing, recovery from disease, uh, 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 like this, cow's milk progeny, uh, um, curd rice, means yogurt rice, right? Curing ulcers, right. Uh, cold water, prosperity, uh, uh, like this. Uh, Bivla Jalam. Bivla Jalam means water soaked with Bivla leaves. Bivla leaves is Shiva's sacred leaf. That gives Bhog and Bhagya, means enjoyment and power and uh, success. 
uh, rudra uh, if, if you soak water uh, water if you soak uh, rudra beads rudraksha beads in water right uh, maha ashwariyam it gives great i don't know what the great glory <laughs> i guess great wealth or something like that you know grape juice sakala karya jayam i don't have it in, San- in sanskrit i don't know what that means but sakara kara jayam the destruction of something <laughs> um, uh, date juice i mean uh, black apples gives renunciation uh, navaratna jal uh, 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 you you take water and you soak you in soak soaking water uh, nine the nine planetary gems that and then base shivalingam that removes the bad effects of the nine planets. You can see it like this, like this. Um. <coughs> but that's not why. <laughs> and this is for information, for informational purposes only, <laughs> educational purposes only, right? <coughs> Uh, because I think that's uh, and and also in daily puja we're not in in the in the kali puja we're not using we're just using water, right? We take water and we 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 go eat idam ganga snan we we theoretically it was ganga water. Right, or, wa- or auspicious waters we bathe, and then we, we bathe the shivalingam and, and, and or report. And something is different mantras can be chanted. There's rudra being where you chant the rudram, right? That om garanta or uh, om namo bhagavate rudraya namaste rudra manjava uto desha. You know, the long, beautiful mantra. That's very very powerful. It has a lot of considered to have a tremendous uh, effect, right? Another form in the Ramakrishna tradition, they chant the first mantra of each of the four Vedas. Right, so there's uh, first is Om Agni Ile Purohitam Yagnasa Deva Mithotaram Ratatatam, and that's the only one I've memorized of the four of the, of the, four, of the first month of, of the first. I, I remember the first month of the first Veda, not the second, third, fourth. But uh, uh, so that's the idea that you that you're counting all the Vedas. By doing that, you you ch- you're theoretically you bathing with bathing with the bath of all the Vedas. There's another list. I don't remember by heart right now, but I used to I used to do do it regularly. So it used to be more in my mind. Where it's the uh, it's it's um it's mantras from the four Vedas, but they're not the first month. They're different mantras from the four Vedas, but they equal 108 syllables, right? So it's interesting. So you do you're chanting a 108 syllable mantra, but and from all the four Vedas, Mahamrityan Jayam is is one of those mantras, one of those mantras. But the we do and the most common mantra and the most common easy one for people to learn is the Mahamrityan Jayam mantra. Trambakam yajam hesugandim pushtivardanam Purvarukamiva bandananam brityor mukshiyama amrita ata. So, this is considered the. It's after Om Namah Shivaya, it's considered the most popular Shiva, most important Shiva mantra. It's the most popular, but it's the most important also because it has an effect. It's also. It's found. Uh, we find it in, the, in that Rudram from the. From the uh, Rudrams? Krishna Yajurveda. Krishna. I think Krishna Yajurveda Rudram, I think. I, mean, I, mean, I think. <clears throat> in it we find Namah Shivaya, so that's where we get Om Namah Shivaya, in the Namakam, and in the first section we find Trambakam Nyajamahe, the Mahamaditan Jaya Mantra. But there's this independent of its, its presence, that's probably its oldest source, that's an ancient Vedic, mantra, a Vedic hymn, but it, it has an independent history, right? or it's developed an independent history, which is very interesting. It said that this mantra was a secret mantra known only to Markandeya Rishi. Right? Markandeya Rishi is, is he was the, the Rishi of this mantra. Every mantra has a Rishi, has a devata, has a, a deity, a Rishi, a bija, 
Kila come these different these qualities of the Rishi is the one who first heard it or the one who composed it, right? Vedic mantras are heard. Sometimes mantras are so Rishi has composed the mantra for the benefit for certain benefits. So there's different stories, different Puranas, different Shiva Puranas, market different say slightly different things. But there is uh, there was in ancient time there was a Rishi named uh, Markandu Rishi. Markandu Rishi he was doing tremendous uh, tapasya. Uh, him and his wife were doing tremendous austerities in order to get a son. And the reason, there's many reasons to have a son, right? Of course, your son, you know, oh, I just wanted to, I want to have a loving child like that. But they were a little bit concerned because they're an elderly couple, elderly rishis already. And if they don't have a son, who's going to take care of them when they're old? Right? This is a big problem. You know, if you don't have any children, who is going to take care of you? You know? And of course, <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's, it's uh, of course the love for parents and the children is selfless, but sometimes it's not selflessly motivated in the beginning. Sometimes it, there's all kinds of things mixed in. Well, oh, good, you, you better go to school and get good money, so you can <laughs> become a doctor and a lawyer, so you can take care of me in your old age. You know, <laughs> right? It becomes like this. So uh, not just become a doctor and a lawyer, so you'll be happy. <laughs> sometimes it's so you can take care of me in your old age. But anyway, that's a, it's, it's our duty also. Um, but so he he was like and so he was given so Lord Shiva appeared to him after this tapasya, and says that um, I'm, I'll give you the boon of a child, but your karmas are such you can't have the boon you want, right? I'm I'm you, you're giving two choices, you can have a son, that could be brilliant, right? A luminous mind, a super intelligent, auspicious mind, right? But he'll have a very short life. He won't live to be twelve years old, right? You know like. Or you can have a very foolish child, a stupid child, but he'll live a long life and be able to take care of you, probably, you know, <laughs> like this, right? So now Makandurishi is, is in a huge dilemma, right? So he chooses, of course, everybody wants a smart, chi- uh, wants a smart child, right? And he says, well, well, first we'll get the child, and then we'll figure out how to keep him alive, right? <laughs> right, so that's how it is. So first we'll, we'll accept the child. So he accepted that child. And as a child grew, especially as he get closer, and he's eight, nine, ten years old, Makundu Rishi himself composed the mantra, right? Shiva's the one who caused this problem, right? Who gave this boon, but I shall make a mantra to Shiva, right? Demanding long life, right? An overcoming of 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 um, of, of, of the of, of the of, um, yeah, demanding long life, right? And so he ta- he composed this mantra, Mahamritanjaya mantra, and he taught his son, Markandeya Rishi, to chant this mantra. And his son chanted and chanted and chanted. And it came time, he came 12 years old. Lord Yama himself came, riding, I think, on a donkey. I think Yama rides a donkey, doesn't it? Seems like he should ride a donkey. Did he ride a donkey? I think so. Hmm? Bull. bull. Bull, thank you. He ride came on, on the bull. Yeah, on a bull. Uh, uh, uh. And he comes, okay, it's time to go. Right? And the boy looked at him and says, Trambakam Nyajam Hesugandim Pushtiva. He's saying, I'm praying to Shiva to give me long life. Right? He says, I won't go with you. He says, you have to go with me. Of course, we don't always have this conversation with death. Maybe we do. In the long, in, in long, for long sicknesses, maybe this is the internal dialogue. Trying to make deals and arrangements with death. You know? It's probably a real, a real thing. And so there's a lot of beautiful poster art of this. Where you see Markandeya Rishi, the child, hugging a shivalingam. Right? And, 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 and Yama, the god of death, trying to pull him. But unable to pull him. Right, because even even death cannot overcome the power of this mantra. Lord Shiva, like Shiva himself comes, then Shiva comes as his trident and chases away 
like that. And so he lived a long, so the, 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 he, li he lived a long life and took care of his parents. Right? His parents got the blessing, they got the blessing. But now we have a Rishi who knows a very special mantra. But it was a secret mantra. Only Markandeya Rishi knew this mantra. So then we jump ahead in Shiva Puranas to the story of Sati. Uh, 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 Goddess Sati, the first wife, you could say like that, of Lord Shiva. And Sati's father is Daksha. And Daksha had many daughters. And he married a whole, I think he married 28 of them, right, uh, uh, to uh, Chandra, the moon, in the story, right? But, of course, it's, I, I can't imagine, and it's not my, I shouldn't imagine, I can't imagine what it's like to have 28 wives, right? You know, it's like even having two, the problem if you have two wives and two husbands, it's going to be, you'll have a favorite, right, naturally, you know? And so he, he had only affection for one of, of his wives. That's... Um, the Rohini, hmm? these are the nakshatras. These are the the, the uh, in the in astrology. These are the the stars. They're, they're the ascendant stars. These are the, or yeah the the anyways. Uh, and so, but they're also related to the phases of the moon, right? So that's how they're connected like that. And so he only had relations with one, and the other wives complained to the father. To Daksha and Daksha, if you know the stories of Daksha, he's a very angry type, right? And he said, who dares, right, ignore my other children, right? This is not the arrangement we had. I gave you, I gave you 20, 28 of my best daughters, right, you know? And so he, he, he took water and he cursed the, the moon, Chandra, right, that may you shrivel up and die, right? Not thinking, you know, so the, the problem was Daksha. He's like, by doing this, because he's out of his love for his daughters, he who are complaining that they don't have enough attention from their husband, he's going to make them all widows and will have no husband, <laughs> right? Anyway, this is Daksha's personality. He, he often, he gets like this, you know, who dare thwart me and my rules, you know? Uh, <clears throat> and so then, so that's the karma of the moon. He didn't do his, his, his husbandly duties to his wives. But that's a big problem. Without the moon, we, uh, chaos, right? Without the moon, we don't have the seasons. We don't have day and night. We don't have uh, uh, internally. It has a lot of meaning and cosmically. You know, if the moon were to disappear, probably <laughs> it's probably disastrous, disastrous results, right? And so, as the story goes, so the moon is dying, right? He's shriveling and shriveling and shriveling, and now all twenty-eight wives are um, are are. Um, crying, right, their husband, and, and, and the father, his father-in-law is upset in the other corner, how dare he not listen to me, you know, like, he gets what he deserves like this, you know. So, uh, Sati, she uh, prays to Markandeya Rishi, you have to help me. I heard from Shiva, my husband, that you know a mantra, to my husband, because my Shiva's nature, he won't interfere with anybody's boon. If somebody gives a boon, it's interesting, we think, the common way we think of it, so if I give you a boon, may you live a long life, right? That means, oh, by my blessing, you live a long life. The, 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 the old, olden idea is that death would, oh, no, Swami said he'll live a long life, I won't go against him. And therefore, it's like nobody will go against the words of a good man, of a powerful person. So Lord Shiva is saying, no, he's my father-in-law, he's made the thing, I'm not going to go against him, right? So he, even Shiva won't inter, in, in, intercede. He won't go against the curse, the words of, of, of Daksha, even though it's for the good of But Parvati is crying, begging him, you have to. My, other, my, my sisters will be uh, widows. He said, well, how can I go against Daksha's words? 
right? He has enough. He has enough to pass behind him that I have to. We have to listen to him. So he goes to Mark and there, you have to help me. I heard Shiva, you, you know a mantra that even the death cannot come. So you have to teach me this mantra. So Mark and Deo comes and he teach, gives initiation to this Mahamritanjaya mantra to Sati. And Sati recites it right over the dying body of, of uh, Chandra and slowly she comes back to life. Right? And then there's a special arrangement between in the story between Shiva and Chandra he says that the thing is that the I, I the mantra is keeping you alive, but I'm not keeping you alive. I will, I cannot make you immortal, because that will go against the words of Daksha, and he's earned the right to make this this pronouncement, right? So a weird arrangement has made. I sh- you should sit on my head. This is where you get the, the crescent moon on Shiva's head, right? And, and from the full moon, which is when he's his full moon is when he's with Rohini, I believe, right? Or, or I think I'm I'm, I'm if I get in the next chapter, is wrong, forgive me, but uh, his favorite wife when he's full, right? But he has to spend one night with each of his wives, right? And when it gets down to the uh, uh, to Amavasha, the dark moon, then becomes a crescent moon, it gets, the moon comes to a crescent moon, and then it touches Shiva. And Shiva of Mahamritanja, he, he gives life to the, those who are dying, according to this mantra. And again, he begins to build again, back to the full moon. Then he begins when he then he enjoys with his with the full we all enjoy under the full moon and then it becomes down again. So this is an ancient story, but very deep story. It has a lot of we don't have time for this, but it has all time of things with the chakras and the ida and the pingala and all these type of things encoded a lot of astrological information. Astrologers will give whole. Actually, uh, we we can sit there we can study books on Vedic astrology, Indian astrology like that. But actually, you need to study. Devi Bhagavatam, Shiva Purana, Merkandeya Purana, these are the things, and these stories are embedded, the knowledge of uh, these stories of astrology. Uh, um, so this is very, very important. <coughs> but what night? Can you guess what night that was? It was on a, uh, 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 it was just before, as, as Shiva, as Chandra was about to die. It means he was going out. It was Shivaratri, which is the night before Amavasha. Amavasha, he'd be dead. Right, so Shivaratri every month there's a Shivaratri, and then we have Maha Shivaratri is once a year, right, in, in February or something like that, right? Uh, uh, uh. So that it was Maha Shivaratri that this happened, right? And so the Maha Mritanjaya mantra was revealed on Shivaratri, right? So this is a very auspicious mantra to chant on Shivaratri, right? Uh, uh. Or in every Shivaratri, um, there's a thing called Maha Shivaratri, the main day, and then there's Mashik Shivaratri, there's a monthly Shivaratri, which is the day before Amavasya. It's easy to figure out. You know, it's 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 not exactly Amavasha, almost. Right? But by the next day, again, the the effect of this mantra will bring the moon back. Right? But the moon represents life. The moon represents prana. The moon represents um, um, uh, 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 ojas, uh, uh, soma. This is life. This is uh, the juices of life. So again, we and we see in the moon the cycle of the moon, Mahamritanjaya mantra. What does it say? Trambakam yajamahe. That you, we worship the uh, uh, Trayambakam, the, the, the one with three eyes, right? So this is these are it's describing a few simple iconog- iconographical details, but the three eyes is very. So sometimes this is called the Trayam. So we think, oh, it's a Trayambakam mantra. That's a common people. Not everybody knows is a Mahamritanjaya mantra, the which means the great mantra for the victory over death. That's Mahamritanjaya mantra, right? Right. It's also known as the, Maha, as the Trambakam Mantra. Sometimes just because it's like it's the first words, right? But it's also because it's important. It's, it's the one to the three-eyed Lord, right? 
and the three-eyed Lord is the three is going to be continuously and in the rest of his mantra this, the trinity is always going to be there but the simple meaning is that of, of Ida Pingala, the yogic meaning is Ida Pingala and Shashumna right? uh, and then it's also the past, present and future Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva there's all kinds of sun, moon and fire all these things are there so we won't go too much into it that you are um, Suganda, you are the fragrant Lord, right? So uh, he's uh, um, um, uh, the fragrant and Pushtivardhanam. He's the end. He's fragrant and he and he's a nourisher of all beings. He's the one that gives life and nourishment and health and 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 like this. Nourisher of all beings. May we be freed, just like. So it's a strange. We last week we hinted a little bit. It often translated in my own translation that says, um, "Protect us and liberate us from the bondage of death." Just it's just like like a fruit, like a fruit is li- liberated from the bondage to the tree, something like that. But actually, like a cucumber is liberated from the bondage to a to it to a vine to the vine. Right, so it's a very specific. It's not as poetic, but it's a very specific. <laughs> we mentioned a little bit last week also that the way cucumbers are believed to have like a poison in them, right? If you if you ever peeled and you get like a little sticky, weird, sappy, that's a that's not considered. It's a little bitter actually. And one of the things that we talked about last week is that when you cut the head off a cucumber, or even a zucchini, you can do the same thing. You, if you cut the the part where the stem comes in, and you rub it a little bit, sometime a foam will come. And some people will taste it and see if it's bitter or not. If it's bitter, it means the cucumber will be bitter and they throw away. Right? But otherwise, you can do that and you keep doing that until, and, and, and you remove the foam. Right? They believe that there's like a poison. Maybe it's not poison that's going to kill you type poison. But there's some poison that's believed to be a poison in the cucumber. And by rubbing it like that, it pulls the, cucumber, the poison out. So this is a reference. As per commentaries, this is a reference to how it's not just like a cucumber is liberated. It's, it's separated and then the poison drawn out. Because you can, you can be. It's it's not just a matter of, of of being free, of not being bound again. This is you want not just. A, uh, it, it's 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 the thing that caused one to be bound. The very thing you know. It's like it's you want extracted. So urva rukamiva bandanan. Just just as a cucumber is freed from a, from its bondage to the creeper, mrityor mukshya. May I also be freed from death, mrityor mrityor mukshya. Mukshya, me freedom from Mrityur, right? Mamritat, and may I attain Mam, me, Amritat May I become immortal Grant me immortality and free me from death Now we're, so Mrityur, Mukshya, Mamritat And my famous story And I'm embarrassed I want to remove it off the shelves now But we have a CD, right? I think it's, uh, which one of our CDs is it? I think it's uh, Namakripa I think Namakripa, we have a beautiful, it's a very nice CD Right, it's recorded at Big Puja, and and we're leading, and, and, and in the beginning we start as a group. We chant Mahamrityam Jaya two three times, and then we Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. We start with Toshiba Bhajan, right? And I played it for Omananda Puri, whom you know, right? Uh, in, in Ujjain, right? The great Shiva, Temple of Shiva, and I he 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 came to my room, and I, I said, Oh, Samaji, we, we we recorded something. Can I play it for you? And I had a little. That time a Walkman or something uh, was a, a, a CD Walkman. No, I don't even know. I, I must have been. I don't think at that time I didn't have any other. And I put like and he's listening to it, listening. And he goes, oh, oh, 
And another is he goes horrible. I'm like oh, I'm like, oh no. Right? So what Rana says, you're asking Shiva to kill you. I'm like oh no. Right? Mritya Muksha Mamritat. Mam Mrita. Kill me. May I die? <laughs> not ma, not mum amritat, right? And so he says, he says, I overemphasize ma amrit. I almost because due to the Sunday, when you have mama and amrit and amri and amritat, the the short a and the and the two a's merge and become a long a because ma ma and becomes ma, right? This is it's it's. It's although it's by grammar it's ma amritat, but say ma amritat, overemphasize it to make sure she even knows what you're praying for. <laughs> now of course, this is the thing. If you're doing it with with um, there's many there's other there's famous stories. I don't remember there's a very famous story about somebody who chanted the wrong mantra and got killed instead of benefited like that. You know, that's the thing is like if you're dealing where it's a transactional thing where you, this gets that result, that means this done wrong gets a different result or no result. Right, so we have to be, you know, like, but we do it out of devotion. That's the thing. If you do it out of devotion, Lord Shiva knows whom we're calling to, right? And so, uh, 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 funny, many, many years ago, many, many, many more years ago, right? Here at the Laguna Beach Hare Krishna, I met a Bengali a devotee, right? And he had a very unique one-man mission to correct the Hare Krishnas pronouncing the Hare Krishna mantra. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was like, yeah. right? And I said, and I and I argued with a little bit. He says, you know, Prabhu, you know, and I was like. He says, he says, because the, the, the uh, it's not Krishna, it's Krishna, you know, the, the, the syllables have to be that, it's not Rama, it's Rama, right, Rama, Rama, you know, and, you know it's Rama, Ram, Ram is fire, right, not, not, not Lord Ram, right, not, not bliss, right, it's a different, but of course, if you sit there two and a half hours and chant Mahamantra, even slightly mispronounced, right, two and a half hours you're thinking of Krishna, so you get the benefit of thinking of Krishna, but you don't get the benefit of the, man, the mantra power of the mantra. Of course, Maha Mantra is a special type of mantra that it has, it's, there's a lot of um, grace. One who recites it perfectly, imperfectly, in good time, bad time, with, with regulation, without regulation, there's still benefit from it. Because you're sitting there thinking of God. You're calling out God's name, and, and if you call out God's name, right, the one you're calling understands, even if you mispronounce, he knows whom, he, Krishna knows who you're calling, so he responds like that. But you don't get the power. It's also a Vedic mantra, right? So it has its own sonic power. And so you don't benefit from that sonic power of it, right? So by chanting, by mispronouncing Mahamanitanjaya mantra, I don't think, you know, Shiva knows we're praying for health, prosperity, safety, you know, this type of purification like that. Uh, but we don't get the benefit of the, the actual power of the, of, of the syllables, the, the, the akshadas and the bijas hidden in the mantra, right? And that, 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 that devotee says, if you miss if you miss dial a number two and a half hours every day, it doesn't mean you get through. No matter how sincere you are, you don't get through. Mm-hmm. Like was his point, right? <laughs> mis, mispronunciation is like misdialing, right? But of course, the thing is, the, the mantra is not only calling, it's also it's calling to the one right here who knows what we're saying. So if you do it out of devotion without, without this selfish intention, we have a lot of freedom. The, fi- the second to the final mantra, I told you the final mantra, the second to the final mantra says, mantra hinam. Right, I don't, I, I don't know proper mantras. Vidi uh, hinam, I don't know what I'm doing. Kriya hinam, and I'm not doing it right. <laughs> That's our opening statement. I, my mantras aren't right. I don't know what I'm doing, and whatever I'm doing, I'm not doing it right. But think, uh, being offered, knowing that I offered out of devotion, you please see it as complete, right? And even the most expert Vedic pujari who's pronouncing perfectly will still chant a version of this mantra. 
the uh, 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 the perf- uh, prayer of forgiveness at the end of any puja, right? Right. I like ours. It's like I'm, I, <laughs> the mantras are wrong. I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm not doing it right. But bhakti, uh, what is it? Virihinam kriyainam mantrahinam yajajitam. I have them bhaktiya. Yeah. So being offered as devotion, you please accept it as full and complete. Right. So that's a very important thing. But still, the mantra has its own power. Right. That's the point. And so this Mahamaditan Jaya mantra, as per the scriptures, it's 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 especially it it gives health. And it especially, the boon by Mark and Arisha and Lord Shiva is that it, it, it overcomes untimely death. Which so, especially from accidents, from disease, right? So especially somebody who's chanting it for, it doesn't overcome timely death, mm. right? You know, like it's like, so an example, when I heard of my Guruji, Swami Vishnupananda, I was, I mean, now email and like that would have been different, you know. I could, probably a live cam of him, you know. <laughs> I can, you know but that time it was like, it was four months between letters, you know, it took a month to send a letter, and you know, so, and all of a sudden I began to get room, somebody said, I think, I think Ruji's sick, I think he's dying, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, I freaked out, you know, I didn't know, you know, so I wrote a letter, I mean, I'd say I didn't do this, I wrote a letter, right, in bold print so he could see it was his, it was his cataracts like that, and saying, oh, Guruji, we're, uh, we, on your birthday, we're doing special pujas, and we're chanting Mahamaditan Jaya for your full recovery. Right now, we were, and I'm Nandu Kane. We did a whole, we did, we did some pujas here. We're doing all these pujas and Mohammedan Jaya so that Guruji would recover from the sickness. And when the letter was read to him, Guruji told Swami Omananda, Tell Bhajananda something. He told, but that time it was in the middle of the sickness, so it never got, he never wrote back to me until after Guruji died. And years later, Guruji, Swami Omananda told me what Guruji told me to tell you, but he didn't tell me. But what he told me is very interesting. He says, Tell him not to bother. Right, it says to pour water on a dry tree does not help the tree revive. Mm. Right, because he's already old, he's dying. You know, so the, 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 the roots are already dry. To pour water on a dead tree, what's the benefit of that? Right, it's, it's, not, it's not that type of mantra. It, it removes untimely death, accidental death, death from sickness. Where when one's, when one's allotted uh, uh, period of life is, 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 is threatened, do other karmas and like this, right? So it's a very, it's a healing mantra also before. Long journeys, you could chant the Swami Chidananda, he said, he said, before a long journey, he circumambulate his car three times chanting Mohammedan Dhamma. We always at least chant it as we start our journey, you know. But actually, in long journeys, I sometimes remember when you get out of the tram, but come circumambulate, right? Uh, this. <coughs> as per the scriptures, we chanted, in Puja, we chanted three, four times, we chanted, uh, we were bathed in the Shivalingam. But to get city of the mantra is not easy. It requires thousands and thousands of repetitions to get the, the power of this mantra. Those who have city of this mantra, you can go to them. They chant a few times and the person will be cured. Some of them had this, uh, you can cure snake bites. Uh, there's usually some, one person in the village has city of this mantra. Right? That somebody gets bit by a scorpion or a snake, you run them to the person. The person will chant in water and spring. You know, there's somebody who has the power. But that requires hundreds of thousands of recitations. Amber Baba Rampuri. He did a he released kind of to his community online this this Mahamaditan Jaya Mantra and the sadhana to get city of it. Right. And and it was like it was for forty days you start on Auspicious Monday, right? On on Monday that matched um Pradosha, thirteenth day Auspicious Shiva Day, right? And you set up a, a Mahamaditan Jaya Yantra right on a red cloth in the northeast corner of your room and you offer white flowers and then you sit and, and it, it, but the the daily japa was like like fifteen thousand times. 
right? Which is a lot, it's a long month of 15,000 times. It's like four, five, six hours daily. Do this for 40 days, right? And immediately I saw all these things, all these complaints, right? <laughs> Right, and he says you can complain all you want. This is a, it's not a cheap thing to get power to get the benefit of this mantra. Out of faith, anybody can chant it, but to get the mantra living requires sadhana. Mantras to get mantra city, to get the chaitanya of the mantra to awaken, the power of the mantra to awaken. There's there's a rite called purush charana where you do the mantra. How many syllables is Mahamritan Jaya mantra? I don't even know a lot. Like 30, 36 syllables, something like that, right? You have to do it a hundred thousand times per syllable of the mantra over a period of a certain amount of days. Right, it's an incredible uh, sadhana. With, with, like, this, this is the way you make mantras living. Right? Of course, out of devotion, we can chant, you, can, you, can, you, chant, you can say anything out of devotion. But to get the mantra power is not so easy. So it says to cure disease, it should be chanted 11,000 times a day. We chant, we chant a few times and we have faith. Lord Shiva will hear me and bless the person. But the, to get the power of the mantra, if it, um, to overcome untimely deaths, it's 150,000 times a day. 150,000. <laughs> so it's not easy, <laughs> right? So uh, this is just a. So we'll do it three times when we bathe in the puja. But it's assuming you've done it. You've done it. You've done sadhana, right? These things require sadhana, right? To get siddhi, to get an effect, will require sadhana. I mean, practice. To get any benefit, you need to practice. What time is it now? I haven't got past one month yet. Okay, you see. That was that was Audi. That was some non-caffeinated tea. <laughs> Can you beg, beg a little more? Thank you. <coughs> so bathing Shiva Lingam, and ringing a bell. Also, we ring a bell whenever you bathe the deity, you ring the bell. <coughs> and then we offer, this is just like the other pujas, we did it with uh, the other Devata pujas, we do with five item, which is of, of um, Ishaganda, Om Namah Shivaya. Uh, uh, Ishaganda means with perfume or fragrance. Idam sat chandana pushpam was flour dipped in sandalwood paste. Isam satchana bivla patram, the bivla leaf required. For Shiva, the bivla leaf is required. Actually, it says, Lord Shiva himself says that nothing pleases him more than being bathed and worshipped with a bivla leaf. Right, this is a very, very auspicious, you know, difficult in this country to get good bivla leaf. In California, they get bivla leaf. We, we, we use, as Gita Prana calls them, pseudo-bivla leaves, right? We find leaves that have the same shape, like even rose, rose. You have to keep, without thorn, you have to look them from, you'll have the three, it represents his three eyes, the three spikes of his tree shul, there's all these trinities that he holds, you know? So, uh, um, and it's a very sacred tree, it's considered the embodiment of Lakshmi also. With bivla leaves, then dupa, esha dupa, esha dipaha, and then food and water. Uh, same as the other mantras. And then... With Shiva, Shiva, I can't say he's, either we would say, oh, he's never alone, he's always with Devi, and he has Nandi, right? But Shiva's always alone, right? Shiva is Parabrahman, he's the only one, right? But he expands himself, right, as everything. And so we, this is called the Ashtamurti, that he expands himself in the eight directions. And so he has eight rupas. Each, I don't have here, but I've in commentary of it, that we've researched for this. We know each of the eight directions has its. We have the normal directional deities. That's not that. This is sheep consciousness expanding. Uh, later in popular Hinduism, it becomes, you know, Indra, Agni, Yama. You know, becomes the, the directional deities. But this is Shiva's as he faces and stretches as a one point expands into everything. He has these, each each of those faces that expands is a different form. Um, so it's Ashtamurti Bhyona, I worship the eight forms 
the eight faces, eight forms of Shiva. And then because Shiva is always with Shakti, the, the, the stand that represents Devi is also worship. And the mantra for that is the Gandapushpe Om Hrim Goryei Namaha. Means the the fair, the golden one, or the the, the, the light one. The name for uh, par, for Parvati, uh, Shakti. Right, and then it can be expanded to you can worship Nandi and his tree show and a snake and his attendants and you know, like that. But that's the general. And then his pranam mantra, just like we do the Dhyan mantra, the Mula mantra, the Shivaya, and then the pranam mantra. <clears throat> the first pranam mantra we use three pranam mantras in our puja. The first one is the most common. Om Namah starts with your being Om Namah Shivaya Shantaya. We worship, we bow to Shiva, the Shantaya, the one who is peaceful. Right? Shiva, he's 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 the most chill deity. You know, when he gets angry, he gets really angry. Right? He's Rudra also, right? But on his own, left to himself, either he's happy with Parvati or he's withdrawn from even Parvati in meditation. <clears throat> These are his two most common forms, right? So he's he's Shantai, he's always peaceful, right? Om Namah Shivaya Shantaya Karanatraya Hitave. He is the cause of the three causes. Karanatraya Hitave, the uh, cause of the three or the cause of the three causes. It's hard to say. It, this mantra is not, uh, uh, I asked Swami Chaitananda, he said it's not really exactly clear. What are the three? The, the three causes could be the three gunas, these are the things that cause movement, right? It could be the three times. Right, uh, past, present, and future. It could be his three eyes. It could be like the trishula he holds. Trishula means the three sufferings, which uh, which are the ones caused by others. The ones. What are the three? Anybody know what the three sufferings are? I mentioned the Gita also. Adibotika, Adhyatmika, Adidaivika. Right, right. So those caused by the gods, which means by nature. Right? Like like there's a hurricane right now. Right. So much suffering. How many people are suffering right now? Right. Is it their karma? It's not their karma. It's 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 nature. God caused it. Oh, the gods caused it. Right, we even say oh, it's like an act of God. We even even in insurance, there's a there's a special. <laughs> right, it's different if you if you crash yourself or if it, or something of a tree falls on you. It's different. It's an act of God, right? That's adidaivika, the the uh, by by the by. Then there's adibaudika, those caused by others, right? Other people can cause our suffering. People can be cruel and mean and steal from you and punch you and who knows what, right? Uh, and then adyatmika, those that we cause our most most of the time we cause our own suffering by our own karmas and by our own thinking and behavior and like that. We, we suffer mostly from ourselves. <clears throat> so that's another thing. These three causes could be the three causes of suffering. The one who, Shantaya, Karnatrahetavi, could be the one who pacifies the three suffering. That's the way you can pull this mantra into so many ways, right? Uh, that's a tr- one of the meanings of Trisho. He holds these three together. His three eyes, the three suffering. Neveriyami chatmanam chatmanam We offer Nevediyami, <coughs> I offer myself to you, I surrender to you. Navedya means to offer. Atman Nevediyam, the offering of the self. Atman, uh, 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 cha atmana. Right, I offer, I, I offer my very being to you. Or I offer myself to you who are the the, es, the, the Atman of everything. It has both these meanings. The the, the essence of all. Gatistvam uh, Paramishwara. O Supreme Ishwara. Gatistvam, you are what? Gati. Gati here means that you are the goal. You are the ultimate goal. You're the supreme goal, right? The, the the spiritual goal of everything. The real goal. We have so many goals. We have Kama, Artha, Arch, you know, all the different goals we have. But the real goal, our ultimate goal, the Paramgati. You are that Paramishwara who is a Paramgati. The our ultimate. So we we worship you, Lord Shiva, the peaceful, the cause of the three worlds, and offer ourselves to you, the ultimate goal and the supreme Lord. 
Right, that's a very common Om Namah Shivaya Shantaya Karanatrahetabenaviryami Chatmanam Gattistvam Paramishwara. That's very common. This other one, I can't say it's very common because it's used in puja. I don't know, I've not seen it other places. Namostuvyam Virupaksha Namaste Diva Chakshushe Namapinaya Hastaya Braja Hastaya Venama. Describing his weapons and his iconography. We bow to Virupaksha. Virupaksha right. <coughs> means like it has different meanings, but one way you can pull it apart is like the shining half. Right, that's one thing. Or vira means shining or powerful. So you have the Shiva Shakti, one side is Shiva, we're that side, <laughs> the Virupaksha. Right, Parvati is one side, he's the other side. There's one way you can say it like that. The shining half or the shining half of the, of the moon, there's different things like that. We bow to you with divine eyes. Namastu Diva Chakshushe, whose eyes, who has divine eyes, sun, moon, and fire, has the divine eyes, who sees everything. Nama Pinaya Hastaya, one who holds a bow. Now, this is different. Usually, we think of Shiva. I don't have Shiva. Shiva holding a trishul. And the Yan Mantra was different. Described him holding certain things, right? But this is a specific holding a bow. We bow to the holder of the lightning bolt. Vraja Hastaya, he holds the lightning bolt. Right? So. There's form the Shiva holding all kinds of things, but actually the lightning bolt, who holds the lightning bolt? Indra. Who holds Daima? Who holds a bow? Hmm? Ram, yeah, Ram also. <coughs> yeah. So another way of saying actually all the all these different things that are held by different deities, he holds them. He's the essence of all the deities, right? Namas Trishula Hastaya. We bow to the one who holds the Trishul. That's common, right? The, the 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 three, right? The hastaya danda pashana panave. We bow to the one who holds. Uh, um, uh, danda means danda means stick, right? A staff, right? Danda uh, um, pashu means um, um, uh, uh, noose. Pashu uh, 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 panave. Uh, we bow to the Lord. News and, and and sword, right? These are different weapons, right? Namastrai Lokanataya. You are. We bow to the one who is the Lord of the three worlds, right? Uh, and Bhutanam Patayenamaha. Bhut Bhutanam Patayena. We bow to uh, the Lord of the Bhutas. Bhutanam Patayena. You are the Lord of the Bhutas. That's uh, there's a that's a common theme. He's uh, um, He's the lord of, of he's the lord of animals, Patupashi, he's Bhutanat, the lord of ghosts. Right, so Bhuta means ghosts here, right? Bhuta Preta. These are his attendants. Shiva had quite a motley crew. Right? <laughs> this is a motley crew, but not quite motley enough for Shiva's <laughs> He's surrounded by ghosts and goblins and devas and all kinds of types. Right? Uh, so he's Bhutanat. But also Bhuta also means elements. Right? The five Bhutas. Right. Bhuta also means beings, means all beings. So he, by saying the he's Bhutana, he's a, he's, it's, a, it's a typical description of him, the Lord of Ghosts and Spirits. Right, that's Bhutanat, right? That's one of his story, you know. But he's also Lord of the Elements. He's the essence of the Elements, Bhutanat. And he's the Lord of all beings, right? The Lord of all realms. Namastrai uh, Lokanataya, the Lord of all realms, and the realm, and the Lord of all beings. It's a beautiful mantra. What time is it now? 6.30. Okay, I shall remember. So that is the Shiva Puja. We'll start the Devi Puja. <coughs> so in the Panchdevata, we started with Guru and then the Panchdevata. Ganesha, Surya, 
Narayan, Shiva, now who's left? Devi. So remember there's the Ganapatyas, the Sauryas, the Vaishnavas, the Shaivas, and the Shaktas. So of course this is a Shakti Puja, but in other Pujas this is all still done. Right? So Shakti has to be there. Of course, every deity has their Shakti. We can think like that. But actually that's that's okay. It's not a Shakti position. Actually, every deity is Shakti. Right? <laughs> Doesn't have a Shakti. Right? In common stories it became like that and like this. But but so this this particular uh, form of, of, of uh, deity in, in our version of the Panchadevata Puja, the form of Devi worshipped is Durga, but Jaya Durga, right? So Jaya Durga means the, the Durga of victory, victorious Durga, right? So she is the, the uh, and, and her Dhyan Mantra, actually I was looking, I didn't have enough, I was out most of the day, I came back, I know it's in the Chandi, it's in one of the, in the Chandi, every chapter, almost every chapter of the Chandi, starts with a Dhyan Sloka, a Mantra, Mahakali, Mahasaraswati, but all, the, the, the three main sections start with Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati, but there's other ones, yeah, less, less Dhyan uh, uh, Sloka, one of which is this, that's where this comes from, this Ajaya Durga. Om Rim Kalabrat, I'll read the translation, probably better. <clears throat> You're, it's a very, it's, it's a, I have, we have a painting, I have a beautiful painting of it. I, it's usually what I release on, on Vijaya Dasami. It's one that I send out. It's my controversial Vijaya Dasami blessings. <coughs> Praise the Victoria, the goddess. You see, in ancient times, I'll give the gist of it. In ancient times, the goddess was worshipped everywhere. Right? Pretty much everywhere. Maybe, almost, almost exclusively, she was the main form. But as time went on, and the, and the, the yugas got darker and darker and darker, and aggressive religions got stronger and stronger and stronger, right? Uh, her worship has been thwarted, destroyed, persecuted, forgotten, uh, forbidden, like this, right? So it's almost gone, but not gone, right? You see it's everywhere, right? And so, and during Navaratri, the time when you really see it, because how many Hindus are there in the world? How many Indians are there right now? 1.2 billion. So that's roughly that many Indians, right? So all over the world, 1.2 billion people are worshipping the, the goddess during these nine days. It's really something to think about. Independent of other people who, are, who haven't forgotten indigenous cultures and Mary worship and like that, that's my worship. But this, consciously, they're, what are these people? They're sacrificing, they're doing japa, doing pujas, they're dancing, they're, uh, they're concerts. I mean, the whole time, all over India and in the, in the Aspera, including Kali Mandir, right? The goddess, the great goddess has not been forgotten, right? It's, uh, she's been uh, thwarted, for sure, but that's, anyways, you know, it's like a mother, these are her, her naughty children do stupid things, right? You know, so she t maybe she tolerates, maybe she won't tolerate. At a certain point, she gets spanked. <laughs> maybe she'll come back in a, in a stronger way. But she hasn't been forgotten. Navaratri is coming up next month. It really hits me by the end of Navaratri, because we feel like, we, after not ten, nine, ten days, we're exhausted over the, uh, 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 and, and overwhelmed by the, by the Shakti and, and the Puja and the worship. But we're just one spark of what's going on worldwide still. Right, hasn't she? She's still, uh, she's still worshipped. So this is the this this Jaya Durga is that glorious goddess who can't be uh, um, uh, overcome. She's ultimately victorious. Right, your beautiful body is dark like a rain cloud. Your sidelong glances fill the fill enemies with fear. A crescent moon shines upon your head. You hold conch, disc, small sword, and trident. With three eyes, you stand upon the shoulders of a lion, and your radiance illumin illuminates the three worlds, the beautiful form. 
Right? We meditate upon Jaya Durga, the goddess of victory. Right? Also, there's a double meaning here. Durga also means difficult. Right? Jaya Durga is, and there's there's a demon called Durga, who is very difficult, horrible demon. Right? And so she became Durga because she killed Durgama because she killed a demon called Durgama. <laughs> These are very ancient stories of, of how this name came, right? Right. So, but it also means difficulty. So Jaya Durga is the one who gives victory over difficulties, right? Not the, victory, the battles between gods and demons that we read about, we think about. We all have those battles within us, right? And we have those battles between us. <laughs> you know, that this is the nature of the thing. But but she gives victory over these difficulties, and 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 hopefully, the higher the glory of the divine mother wins out in these internal battles. We meditate upon Jaya Durga, surrounded by gods and ever served by those desiring perfections. Se, uh, parivrittam sevitam siddhikamai. So, <coughs> served by, uh, by all the devas and by the siddhas, those desiring, or those by perfected means, right? And so the painting I have is beautiful, holding jissis, riding on a beautiful tiger or lion. And on one side are all the devas praying, on the other side are all the rishis and the, the perfected beings and tapasvis also praying to her. Right? This is Jaya Durga. It's a very beautiful mantra. I won't chant it. This is, I have to admit, this is the one mantra of the whole thing. That even the Om Kala Bra Pam Katakshari Kula It's my, my, least, my least strong. <laughs> the other one, strongly, I mispronounce. This one, I, I mispronounce with a little bit of embarrassment. I don't know, the, I never quite got the meter in my head. Right. So that's so why I won't say it out loud on audio tape and Facebook and all that stuff. <laughs> then a flower is offered, and then the five items are worshipped. So here the mantra, the beach mantra is Hreem. This is called, of course I'm saying it because for the sake of, of, of instruction, description, but generally with these beach mantras we don't say them out loud, uh, except in worship. They're chanted only internally. Even in the text, We've included it because this is the book on. If it shouldn't the way it would usually be is like the uh, the Pravana mantra followed by the Hileka mantra followed by the uh, uh, by Durga and the Vakative and by Anuswara and all of a sudden it's like what does that mean? Oh yeah, it's Om Hrim Durgaye Namaha, right? You have to know. You have to the, even the scriptures don't say it because it's hidden. Without knowing the key, you shouldn't you shouldn't know the mantra without knowing the key. It's not a matter of buying a book or downloading something, right? The mantras mantras are only taught. From mouth to ear, this is how we get that we learn them this way, as we say, from those of, 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 of great authority to those of great sincerity. These are the two um, uh, qualifications, right? This is they're passed down. Knowledge is passed down, especially the mantras are passed down sonically like this. So this, be, but anyways, for the sake of instruction, we're we're describing it. It's also in the scriptures. It's, it's often called the Hrleka mantra. Hrleka mantra. Leka means line, or here it means scratch. And Hri means heart. It's a, it's a scratched in the heart. There's something. So it's, you can only imagine what I mean. And I've thought a lot about what this means. You can almost imagine what it means, right? Uh, um, either the mantra creates a groove in the heart, or it is that groove in the heart. We all have some scratch, some some thing poking at us, you know, some that needs that's calling out to the divine. That so this is that. And the desire for divine union, that is Hirleka Mantra. It's also something called the Maya Bija. In text, it was something described as the Maya Bija. Or the Devi Pranava. It's considered in the Devi Bhagavad, in the Devi Gita of the Devi Bhagavatam, it says, Devi Bhuvaneshwari herself says, this is equivalent of Om, or Prabhupada Pranava Mantra, for Devi. 
Just like Om is a general mantra, Hrim is a general mantra for all Devis. It's a Devi mantra, it's a Shakti mantra, the primary Shakti mantra. In the chakras, Hrim is at the top of the head. So this is the sound, if you were to think of it this way. Each, each chakra, each element has a bij sound. Lam for earth, vam for water, ram for fire, yam for air, hum for space. Right, and then, but when if the, when the if when if the Kundalini were to join, when Devi were to join with Shiva, in the act of union, that the the unit of experience, the sound is Hrim. So it's that sound. It's that so it's that it's a sound of divine union also. Very beautiful. Om Hrim Jaya Durga Yue Namaha. Esha Ganda Esh Iram Sachana Pushpam Iram Sachana Bhiva Patram Esha Dupa Esha Deepa Subhanavijam Panata. These uh, flower. Perfume, flower, leaves, bell, uh, incense, light, and food and water. Same thing. And then the, then the Pranam Mantra. This one we all know. We can chant together. Om Sarva Mangala Mangalye Shive Sarvartha Sadike Sharanye Trambake Gauri Narayani Namustite Stristi Stiti Vinashanam Shakti Bhute Sanatani Gunashraye Gunamai Narayani Namustite Sharanagata Dinartha Paritrana Parayane Sarvasyatri Hare Devi Narayani Namustite Can you inside turn on the outside lights? What time is it now? Okay, I can, I can finish these on this. This will be the final. We're actually maybe right on, kind of on time. So this is this. These mantras are also from the Chandi, from the Narayan uh, section called Narayani Stuti. I think the eleventh chapter, Narayani Stuti. I'm pretty sure in the eleventh chapter. No, eleventh chapter, eleventh chapter of the of the of the Chandi, Mahatmyam. Um, and that whole the hymn it's called Narayani Stuti because it repeats the Stuti. And most of the mantras end with Narayani Namostuti, Narayani Namostuti, Namostuti. Of those, these three have been seen as very significant. Right, most of them are like because in the in the story preceding it, the divine mother has become Narashinghi and Brahmi and Aindri and Varahi and and um, uh, like you know all these different forms, right? And Chamunda and Kali and Durga and all these different divine devis in the battle. And when they all reunite into the devi and the demons are killed, the gods pray. You know, you who appeared as Narashinghi was a head of a lion. You who appeared as Aindri, holding a thunderbolt and writing, writing uh, uh, you who are, who are, you know, so it's describing, praising. But these three don't describe any, any one specific, it's describe the goddess in, in general, or in, in essence, better, right? So, so, and, and according to Tantra, it's said that these three mantras contain within it the entirety of Tantra, philosophy, Shakta philosophy, not Tantra philosophy. The full Shakta philosophy is in seed form in these three mantras. It's very essential. And also, it's another we chant it every day. Of course, at the end of our puja, we we chant these mantras. You know, Devi, and the Ramakrishna tradition, they all we also chant it. And but there they chant it. Not of course the supreme Devi, but we have a in the Ramakrishna we have not just a supreme Devi, we have a supreme Devi in incarnation, as Sharada Devi. When Sri Ramakrishna worshipped Holy Mother Sharada Devi, as he started, Hey Tripurasundari, O Supreme God of the three worlds, and he invoked her. At the end, at the end of the puja, he said, he chanted the three mantras. So he worships Holy Mother with these three mantras, right? So these, these are they're very significant, you know. Sri Ramakrishna himself worshipped Holy Mother with these three mantras. Sarva Mangala Mangalye, you are simple meaning. You are the most auspicious of all auspicious means. Probably slightly clearer or more accurate meaning would be you are auspiciousness in all auspicious means. You are auspiciousness, not the most auspicious. 
to say, oh, Kali is the most powerful. That's true. But she's power. Right? She's not like, oh, out of all the, all the powerful people, Kali is the most strongest. She's the strength of even the weakest to the strongest. She's the strength of every, she's everyone's strength. Right? So she's the auspiciousness of an all auspicious, of all auspicious beings. As well as, you could also say she's the most auspicious of all auspicious beings. To say Chippura Sundi is the most beautiful goddess. She's also the god, she's the most beautiful in the three worlds, or she's beauty in the three worlds. Both of these things, both of the, one's describing a little externally, one's describing it by tattva. One's a little dualistic, one's a little non-dualistic. Right? So both of them correct, but we have to understand it this way. Sarva Mangala Mangalye, Shive Sarvartha Sarike. Shive. So Shive. So Shiva and Shive. Shiva and Shiva, or Shive, right? Could be a consort of Shiva. And she is a consort of Shiva. But not in the Chandi. That's in generally, Devi is a consort of Shiva. But in the Chandi, she's barely the consort of Shiva. Right? Shiva ma- makes some stupid statement. Oh, and she just, you know, slaps him down, puts him in, in his place. And, and, and he becomes Shiva, she becomes Shiva Duti. Shiva is one, of, is one who has Shiva as his servant, right? His messenger, right? So Chandi is a, is a strong Shakta text, right? So Shiva here is a, not, it can mean the, the spouse of Shiva, right? It's not wrong to say that, right? But in the, from the Shakta tradition, that same thing told in general pan-Hindian Hindu tradition, Quranic tradition, in the Shakta tradition means she is Shiva, right? The quality we call Shiva, which means goodness and, and, and benevolence, she is goodness. She is, she is Shiva. Shiva. Shiva sarva arta sadike. Um, sarva arta sadike. To those who are who are searching, you are, you are. Uh, um, uh, you grant sarva arta. You grab. You give to those who are doing sadhana. You are the one who grants the results. You answer their prayers. You are the one who gives the results of everyone's struggle, everyone's practice, everyone's search. Sadaka sadike. Sarva Artha Sadike. Sharanye Trambake. You are the uh, refuge of all. Sharanya. Triambake Gauri. With three eyes. Again, Shiva's and Gauri. And, and golden. Narayan, O Goddess Narayani. We won't go into Narayani, but the very, very deep. Namostite. Stristi Stiti Vinashanam. Stristi Stiti Vinasha. Stiti means to create. Stiti, stristi, stiti means to establish. Right? And Vinasha means to destroy. Right? You are uh, uh, the power, the Shakti to, that creates, the s- sustains, and destroy. So, another way of saying that, you are the Shakti of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. So you could say, oh, that means she's Saraswati, she's Lakshmi, she's Parvati. She is that from the Puranic and the Puranic stories, right? But she is the power of Brahma. She is the power of Vishnu. She is the power, which means she is Brahma. She is Vishnu. She is Shiva. Let's just say it straight. <laughs> Let's say how it is. Actually, she's Brahma. You're Brahma. You're Brahma. You're Vishnu. You're Shiva. Okay, right. In the stories and Leela and and all these things, we come. We tell the stories differently and in, we enact it differently. In the Leela, which is very significant also, but this is not that. This is a, this is a very direct. Stristi vinashanam shakti bhute sanatani, and you are sanatana. Sanatani means eternal, right? So, you are your creation, sustenance, destruction. You are this whole world. All you can't get. Those are the three main categories. There's no nothing out of these three categories in anything you see. Things are being created, sustained, and destroyed. That's it, right? Uh, but sanatri doesn't just mean she's really old, 
Eternal means she's beyond time. She is a non-dual. She is a transcendent. That's what happens within time. Creation, preservation, destruction, right, and regeneration. She is, so now that's saying that she is the eternal Brahman. She is the absolute truth itself. She is a non-dual reality itself, right? So that's very you, know, you are Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. You are creation, system and destruction. You are uh, the three gunas. You are every 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 manifest, and you are beyond manifestation. Beyond you are the eternal beyond time, right? Remember, we mentioned a few weeks ago that every that every, every each of these deities is Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, and Brahman, right? That here's the example: Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, and Brahman. In the in the Guru Gita, Guru Brahman, Guru Vishnu, Guru Deva, Maheshwara, Guru Para Brahman, Brahma, Vishnu. Every one of these says you are Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, and Brahman. Right, so that's the thing that the, the one truth is manifesting all these names and forms. Sharanagata Dinarata Paritrana Parayane. This is very, and you are now, this is a little, these got, first ones get a little philosophical, right? This gets a little more emotional, right? Because that's all fine and dandy, all these, oh, you know, you are the supreme truth. That's a big, big thing. <laughs> to, to, to state the Divine Mother is the truth of everything, that's a big. Hmm? Oh. What did I? Oh, thank you. Gunashrei gunama. Yes, yes, thank you. The gunas of nature. Gunas are the um, sattva, um, sattva, rajas, and tamas, right? But guna means all qualities. These are the three qualities that make up all qualities. But you can just say all qualities of nature. All the qualities, the manifestations of nature, rest in you, right? Gunashrei gunama and this whole world, and you you permeate all of them. Right, I think how did I, I gave after many many years of struggle we, the way we usually say it, material nature the gunas uh, rest in you oh, on you material nature rests and of your being it is constituted it's made of you, you know gunamai we mentioned last week in the Brahm, in the Brahma's prayers what was it um sarvam uh, sarvam uh, Vishnu Maya Jagat that's one that we we chanted from the from the from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Right, that that everything in this world is only Vishnu, is full is only made of Vishnu, right? That's the same saying that God has become everything. So similarly, if you have you are you 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 hold everything and you are everything. You you've made everything, you create everything, you support everything, and you are everything, right? And this is both like in the in the positive view, like you are material, you are nature itself, or also in the Vedantic view. The classic example that we that's given a thousand times, and we've given it a thousand times because it's a good example of that. Our, our metaphor is that of a snake in the rope, right? We see, you know, you see a snake in, the, in the, around this time it's dark, and you see something coiled. You think, oh my God, a snake, right? But then you realize the rope, right? So that's that. So the Vedanta says, and even Dev, not just Vedanta, the, the 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 goddess herself in Devi Bhagavatam says this very thing. She says, I am show myself as a like this. You know, she uses the same example. So it's a very important metaphor. But that we see a world, what do we see? Exactly, we see a snake, there was never a snake, there was always a rope, right? So let's take that, like, we see a world, right? But it's only her, right? So without the snake, without the rope, you wouldn't see a snake. You see a snake because there's a rope. So we see a world because it's her. This whole world that we think we see is on her. And wh- wh- where is the snake? The snake's only the rope. It's made of only the rope. Right, the world we see is only her. It's it's her, and it's only her. <laughs> I don't know, it makes sense, but <laughs> it's a very important point. Thank you. I, I skipped it. Sharanagata dinarata. Back to the emotional part. 
Sharanagata, you are the shelter. I take shelter in you, right? Dinartaha, Paritrana Paraina, for those who are suffering, right? So that's all fine and dandy, but what about us who are act- the act? The actual us misbehave and naughty children down here. You know, it's like you know, it's like we we are suffering, right? That's a fact. You know, we're uh, we're, we're suffering in separation from God and separation from the mother. So th- those of those who are suffering, those of those those who have taken shelter in you, you are the shelter of those who are suffering, and those who have taken shelter of you. So it's two different things, right? They're the same thing, but two different things. One thing you are those who've taken shelter of you. A mother, if you if you run to your mother, of course she's going to respond, right? She cannot not respond, right? But she's the one responding to everybody. All those who are suffering are being su- suckered. That's not right. Or, hmm. What's the word? Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, suckered. You know, t- I mean, she's a, she's the love of every mother to her child. She's everyone's every friend who's helping a friend. She is the one who's 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 the shelter of everybody, especially those who have taken shelter of her. Right, you know what to speak of those who've taken shelter of her. She's a shelter of everybody, right? But those of us who, who come to her, suffering and crying, you know, mom, help me. You know, she. How can she not? She. Of course, she's going to respond. This is. Of course, this is a God. This is a God's prayer. But it's also there. This is not. These mantras are not prayers of supplication. They're prayers of realization. They come after the fact. They already prayed for Ma's in the Chandi. They prayed for Ma's vision because they had a big problem. Ma came and they saw Ma beat all beat up all the bullies. That, <laughs> Picked on them in junior high school. You beat them all up, right? Shumba, Nishumba, Muhishis, and all the really, all the really bad ones. I can name each one of them in my high school, in my junior high school days. I can, I can, I can list each one of them. I know who each one of these horrible people are, right? So, but after, but after, but uh, um, uh, uh, I forgot my point. I mean, I got all riled up on my junior high school. Throws me off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. This, this is the prayer of her real, their realization. They already saw they, what they prayed for was already satisfied. So they're not invoking her. They're thanking. This is a realization. You are the one. We see now that you are the one always taking care of us. And now that we're we and we when we came to you for help, you immediately you're the one that that, that helped us. It's both. This is a very deep realization. paritrana parayani sarvasyatri hari devi. Sarvasyatri Hare Devi. Hare, the one who removes. What does she remove? Um, simple way is that you are the one who removes all miseries. All suffering, all miseries, right? And so we can start listing all the list of miseries that we want Ma to. Right? You know, we want, you know, so, but actually the real, and in, and this this comes at the end of the Shumba Nishumba story. Right? I mean, all of you, I think most of you know the story from the Chandi. And Shumba Nishumba is a very deep, deep meaning. Of, this is really Shumba Nishumba is comes from our sense of lack of separation that generates our big, ugly, stupid ego, right? And and attachment and and all these these things that come from you know the the fo- foundational uh, uh, pain, you know, of separation, you know. So really, the real suffering that, you, that needs to be removed. We can list. You know, we don't have enough of this. When people don't love us, and we're not popular, and we like this, and and people are picking on us, and I want to be more, you know, you can start listing all the things we want, the things that we think cause of suffering, but there's only one thing causing of suffering: the pain of separation. These other ways, these are individual things, right? So you are the one who just who takes away all. So not all different types of suffering, or or the full suffering, 
right? When you have, and that's the the story of the Chendi, where this comes from, is from that Shumba Nishuma destroyed, the unitive experience of uh, union with the Divine Mother has been seen. Narayani Namostute, Sharanagatadi Narata, Paritrana Parayani, Sarvasyatri Hari Devi Narayani Namostute. The Chandi is a very, very, very deep. These are your three. We can, actually, each one of these we can speak, and I think we have spoken many hours on each one of these verses over time. But uh, we'll stop. We'll stop there. Next week we'll continue with the Devata Puja, which is all the other, these are the big ones, but now all the, you know, who are the rest? There are 33 million Devas. So we'll mention them almost all by name <laughs> <laughs> or in groups. Any, 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 um, I don't know, we're a little late, but any questions or comments? Hopefully not because we're late, but so I always give you a chance. I give you, I give you, th- I, I speak for two hours and give you 10 seconds to ask the question. <laughs> this is my technique. So anyway, you know, I never, see, nobody ever disagrees with me. It's great. They accept everything I say. <laughs> no, the others want me because all the people always challenge them. You know? there, there are so many mantras, but uh. how do I start at yeah, <clears throat> where to start? Well, uh, simple thing is who it's uh, the form of God that you love, right? There's a for, out of of course we love all the gods, but if there's a form of, of the deity that you love the most, that's so you love Krishna, you love Shiva, you love, then there's names that are common. You know, they're not like esoteric with long beads mantras and scary yantras and things that go with them. You know, it's like you know, by saying their name, then you invoke them, you're calling them. You know, that's the safest way when. When you get like the, the proper like mula mantra, that's usually given by guru. You know that becomes that's a different that becomes a different thing. But until then, also anybody can say God's name, and and with love and devotion, you can call out, and that that itself is a very actually not to the power that's sufficient. That's all we need. But sometimes, at a, even within that, sometimes we find there's a need for uh, a formalized mantra like that, that that's given in the through lineage, right? But but any you, you find the form of God you love the most, and then a the name of that God that you that 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 you know, or you know, like that, and then you and then you practice. That's a simple, simple thing, you know. Um, more formal requires more formal, you know. But the simple way to start is just to start. But eventually, God has no form. So how so, do I... so God has no form, but God has so many forms. You can't say eventually God. God always has so many forms. God also has no form. Not, not eventually God has no form. Now God has no form and God has so many forms. And God, has all, and God is also all forms. Right? So that's the thing. So one thing I've, I've mentioned before, there's a, you've heard of Neem Kurli Baba? He's a very great saint. We have his Murti here. He's a very great saint. And he, um, um, uh, uh, somebody was challenged, not challenging, but somebody, he's like, Yo, Baba, you're always saying Ram, Ram, Ram. Right? You're telling people to say Ram, Ram. He's a Ram Bhakta, Hanuman Bhakta. Right? He says, but doesn't that limit, but God ultimately has no form, God ultimately has no name, you know, isn't this giving some limit? And so Baba didn't answer the question directly, right? He wasn't, that was not his style. He changed the topic and just talked, but then in the, in the you know, we'll talk a little later, and then he asked, oh, can you get me some water? And so the boy got up and brought him a glass of water, yeah. a cup of tea like this, right? And Baba goes, what is this? I asked for water. He said, Baba, I'll give you one. You gave me a glass. I didn't ask for a glass. I wanted water, and the boys like didn't know what to do, mm. right? And then, and we got the answer, right? Like it's like just the gla- the glass does not limit water, right? It reveals water. It brings water to us. These names and form of the mantras don't don't limit God. They at present this is the way God comes to us, right? If it's more than that, then He'll come in a different way, 
We don't have to think, oh, eventually we have to go beyond. Maybe, maybe not, you know, hopefully not. I don't want to go beyond. <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe that's up to, up, to, up to God how he wants to come to me. Right? But these names and forms and stories, and this is, this is God's revelation in the world. This is, how, this is how the absolute spills into the world of time and space. Name, form, and causation. You know? We don't have to... Um, uh, uh, uh. And so, uh, if the mind can hold the absolute without name and form, wonderful. And, and when it can, then that should be your meditation. And, but also the mind can also hold the beautiful absolute. And beautiful name, beautiful forms. Names and forms, or a name and form, lila, guna, like this. You know, they're not they're not contradictory. It's not like one leads to the other. Maybe in psychological thing we focus on one. It could be like that, but philosophically not, right? God is is sagun and nirgun. He's without form and without qualities, and with form and with qualities. Not really. He is like some schools of thought think. Oh, God is nirgun, and and sagun with form is we have to go through that to get to nirgun. Others flip it. No, really, God is with form, and those with, those words of God from that's a lower state. That, that's that's they can argue like that, right? But God, Sri Ramakrishna said God is sagun and nirgun. He's with form and formless, and he says many other things also. These are two stupid categories that our stupid mind can hold, form and formless, like that. But there's so many other things. Can, what God is can have, the mind cannot know what God is, right? The mind's limited. The God's infinite, right? So whatever God is, we you know the beautiful prayer says, God, I don't know. Who, what, or where you are, but whatever you are, please bless me. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a very safe prayer. Like uh, with the phrase, achintya. So that that that's that's part of it. Yes, that that, that it's inconceivable. That his nature of God is a chinta. He's inconceivable. It's inconceivable. She's inconceivable, right? And so what what what? But it's not. It's not. It's inconceivable and conceivable. That's mm-hmm. the, the amazing thing. One because bec- yeah, inconceivably one and many, but also thinkable and not thinkable. Right, that there, uh, nirlepa. There's all these different mantras like that. That, that in, in the Vishnu Sasanam it says, G, uh, um, what is it? Um, I forget. There's two names right next to each other in, in the Vishnu Sasanam. He who is thinkable, conceivable, and he who is inconceivable. Right, <laughs> right. So, so what we think is him, and and we think we have mantras. We have. We, he's revealed himself, but he's also never conceivable. Right. That's the beauty. That's the mystery of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Right, this binary thing of conceivable and inconceivable. This is also just a flaw of our mind, not of his mind. Right, you know. But he can't. But that's the beautiful thing. He, the one who can't be known, is known. That's a pursuit devotion. That that's a very good mystery. In in the um in the, in the um. Uh, um in the Christian, in Krishna Lila, Krishna knocked over those trees. The, the you know there, there's a, a story where he knocks over two trees and two spirits came out of those trees and they do they said a prayer. They say something very beautiful. He says that the whole content of their prayer is very philosophical. You who cannot be known, who are never an object of thought, right? who can never be comprehended, and if can be comprehended, can only be comprehended in a perfectly still mind of a yogi, which means it can't be comprehended because nobody has a perfectly still mind of a yogi. Right? It's like the whole list. Yet, yet in the middle of the whole thing, they're, they're doing this prayer to the one that they're seeing in front of him, a little baby Krishna, and just knocked over, who just freed him from the bondage of the trees. Right, so that's a great mystery. He, the, the one who can't be known, who can't be seen, who can't be understood, is right there. Is Krishna. Right, he does reveal himself. He can be known through devotion. Right, that's a great mystery of it, and and that's the great mystery that the, he's he's un, he's unknown and known. He's unknowable and knowable. You know, that's the great mystery of it. So it's it's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, it gives a lot of a. Uh, um, 
Okay, I got. I'm being viewed. I'm being flagged oh. for puja. <laughs> Go to puja. Okay. Tan <laughs> tan, as my as, <laughs> as our Mexican grandmother would do. Prakash always says his grandmother would do tan tan. Time to final. We'll do ours. Can you do 